0: So today's episode 191 of the jimmytable.com Table.com podcast, entitled, Who Would Jesus Vote For? Ooh, I bet that sparked an instant thought in your head about who would Jesus vote for, and you thought, well, of course, Jesus would vote for the party that I like the most. Jesus would obviously vote for Republicans, or Jesus would obviously vote for Democrats, or Jesus would obviously vote for Libertarians, or Jesus would obviously vote for the Green Party, or... Jesus would obviously not vote at all. <laughs> um, and so in today's podcast, I kind of want to explore this hot topic. Impartial because this is an election week in the United States, in case you're not aware. At the time of the recording of this podcast, um, the minor local elections are happening all throughout the country. Uh, people will be voting for various mayors and city council people and maybe some local congressional leaders and maybe some bond issues and things of that nature. A vast majority of Americans won't be participating in these local elections because they're usually just pretty low turnout. But with that said, 2024, guess what? It's going to be a huge election. Huge, huge even, because guess what? We're looking at a showdown again, possibly between former President Donald Trump and President Joe Biden. And because both presidents represent highly polarized uh, parts of political parties, and our country has become increasingly polarized, and we are likely again to see very sharp divisions um, between individuals about who they should vote for. And um, at the end of the day, it's going to be a hot election cycle as we go ahead and uh, repeat America's greatest hits with possibly electing Joe Biden or Donald Trump to presidency once again, which in itself is a very controversial election, um, especially given all the baggage that both men carry. uh, And... Regards to the prior election that we experienced in 2020 and uh, the election we experienced in 2016 America is increasingly a polarized country People are going to get hot people are going to get heavy and uh, I can't help but sit here wonder in all this Who would Jesus vote for and you might clearly think that he's going to vote for one side or the other And I would sit there and think well, you know most people, I think, ultimately think that way. Um, But I have to sit here and question, would Jesus even vote at all? Would Jesus even vote at all? And your gut reaction would be like, yes, obviously he's going to vote Republican, or yes, he's going to vote for Democrat. But again, I wonder out loud, and, and this is... Just me wondering out loud. I, I, I don't know that today's podcast is going to have a definitive answer for you in regard to whether Jesus would vote at all um, and who would Jesus vote for. But I can't help but wonder, like, would he? Because I don't know. I read the Gospels and I can't help but come uh, away with the impression that, you know, whatever politics existed in ancient Rome and ancient Israel... Jesus just seemed to be kind of aloof about all of it. That's not to say that he didn't have some opinions on some things from time to time and that he didn't talk about political issues and uh, politicians and, and stuff like that. Um, there was a very inherent political problem under which Jesus was ultimately crucified and that had to do with uh, the Jewish uh, homeland being occupied by Rome. Um, in which a lot of people were rather upset about all that sort of stuff. And politics was definitely something on a lot of people's minds in the days of Jesus. But I read the Gospels, and even though maybe Jesus addresses lightly some political issues of the day and spoke to them, there just seems to be this disconnect between Jesus even seeming to care all that much about whatever the local political issues were. And to the extent there would have been any participation in the political system by Jesus, you know, it just doesn't seem like he really was involved in any of that. He seemed to rise above that. And likewise, when we read the Gospels, and we read especially the writings of the Apostle Paul uh, to a largely Gentile Roman um, church, which, you know, on virtue of many of them being Romans and citizens, Uh, They just didn't, you know, individuals who would have had the opportunity to participate in the politics of Rome and to vote and to have their voice heard. It just seems like, you know, for all that Paul had to write on in, in in his epistles, writing on local politics and who to vote for and various political issues just doesn't seem to be an issue that the Apostle Paul even seemed to care all that much about. I, I dare say you would search very, very hard and almost in vain to find any sort of political issues that the Apostle Paul took head on. Uh, if you know of any, feel free to email me, Jimmy at Jimmy's uh, to let me know about any overt political issues that you saw the Apostle Paul uh, speaking to his churches about. Because honestly, when I read the New Testament, I kind of come up empty-handed. Um, so then that leaves the question if, you know, Jesus didn't seem to really talk about politics all that much and the Apostle Paul seemed to talk about politics even less, who would Jesus vote for? And as Christians that live in modern-day America, who should we vote for? Should we even vote at all? And while I believe firmly that is outlined in like places like Romans 14, that you, know, in areas that the scriptures don't say one way or the other about, that you know we, we have Christian liberty uh, when it comes to the decision to vote or not vote. One can vote, but one can also not vote, and that's perfectly okay. The Christian is technically not sinning by voting, and he is technically not sinning by not voting. Um, but I only raise this kind of question today on this podcast about who would Jesus vote for and how as Christians should we vote um, because I can't help but wonder especially as I you know further engage in my life and political processes and stuff like that and talk to people about politics and weigh about the way in on political issues and, and see how people just get all bent out of shape over politics, I can't help but wonder, to some degree, while we might all have liberty to vote as Christians, I can't help but wonder, if, at least in America, if voting is even wise for us to do as Christians. Because I can't help but notice that as an evangelical Christian, um, that at least in my life as an evangelical Christian, and I'm 41 years old, and I've been a Christian since my late teens, I can't help but notice that there's just this infiltration of politics into the Christian world that seems to distort the Christian world. It distorts how we behave. It distorts how we talk about politics. It distorts how we talk about politicians. Um and it seems like to some degree that we have uh, no lack of uh, interest from politicians into infiltrating the church um, and trying to curry the church's favor uh, when it comes to voting, whether that's on the left or the right. And as an evangelical Christian who is, you know, in deeply and uh, very conservative circles over the years, especially as one who lives in the South, I can't help but come away with this feeling that there's a very real sense in which the Republican Party has co-opted the evangelical Christian vote. So much so that if you were to say that you were an evangelical Christian, that we could be pretty sure that whoever you're talking to would probably think, well, if you say you're an evangelical Christian, then therefore you must identify politically as a Republican. Because there's about an 85% chance that Uh, If you're an evangelical Christian, you voted for Donald Trump and you voted for Republicans straight down the ballot at the last election. And the idea of even voting for a Democrat is something that you would uh, consider tantamount to betraying the Lord for 30 pieces of silver. And I can't help but wonder if that's the case, if that the, the mere act of voting... Has caused Christians to be co-opted and coerced by various political parties, especially as an evangelical Christian being co-opted and coerced by people on the right and being co-opted and coerced by whoever's running for president, and that includes uh, Donald Trump. I can't help but wonder if our participating in our political voting system hasn't, to some degree, compromised our identity as Christians and evangelicals. So much so that all of a sudden we primarily care about the things that we're told to primarily care about when it comes to the elections. Uh, And that our politics is primarily informed not necessarily by the scriptures, but by whatever the political flavor and attitudes of the month happen to be. And I've seen that there has been a shift over the years Uh, and evangelical circles about who we vote for um, and what political issues are important to us. And I can't help but wonder, like, are we really voting according to biblical values? Or are we voting because we've become compromised? And do do we support people who are good, strong, moral, outstanding individuals who seem to be righteous? Or do we vote for the individual who seems like they're gonna be able to kick the other party's butt the most? I don't know. I, I sit there and wonder: like, has our merely casting a vote become something more than merely casting a vote? And one could, you know, argue that there's no harm in uh, politically being politically involved and in simply voting because whether we vote or not There's going to be a couple guys whose names are on the ballot. There's going to be a couple issues. And people are going to receive votes for those people whether we vote for them or not. So, you know, just as a pragmatic consideration, we might as well vote and let our voice be heard on those issues because somebody's got to win after all. So we might as well do what we can to help the best person win who best represents various issues that we consider important to us. But again, I ask, Can we do such without compromising who we are? Can we do such without compromising our identity? Can we do such without compromising our witness? And I almost feel like it's at the point that even though, again, I believe it's a Romans 14 issue that you can vote or not vote in clear conscience and and before God and, and that there's no sin in voting and that there's no sin in not voting, but it's, to me, it's not about whether you're voting or not, but how much you're allowing your beliefs and attitudes and values to be something that is ultimately informed by that which is twisting you in the world. And... You know, especially when I see how inflamed people get politically about hot topics. And I, and I sit there and think about myself. I have definitely been one who has been outspoken. I have definitely been a hothead over the years when it comes to voting and making my opinion known about who I'm voting for and why. Um, and I can't sit there and help and think, but like, how many people did I potentially ostracize from the gospel by making my political opinions known? How many people did I turn off from Jesus by acting like an idiot, just simply so I could throw my support behind a particular political person and candidate? And then I sit there and think of like hyperbolic, out of the the just crazy zone type issues of like, imagine if we had an election where we had two candidates running, one named Joseph Stalin and the other Adolf Hitler. Let's just play a game here. Imagine we lived in a world in which Joseph Stalin and Adolf Hitler were running for the Republican and Democrat seats. And imagine a world in which the Republicans that have been co-opted or that have successfully co-opted a lot of the Christian right, imagine all of a sudden us having to decide to vote for one of those two candidates. Or imagine those who have been co-opted by the left. Imagine those who have been co-opted by the left, saying all of a sudden, well, you ha- clearly the cho- choice is Joseph Stalin. You know, he's the working man's party. <laughs> you know, or, or, or somebody saying, clearly Adolf Hitler, because look how much he loves his country. Like, imagine if our election ballot faced that. And I'm not saying that Trump or Biden are Hitler and Stalin. They're nowhere near it. And I would reject anybody... Uh, as, you know, but speaking crazy talk to suggest that either is Hitler or that either is Stalin. Um, But just play this game with me. If Hitler and Stalin were on your local election, who would you vote for? Would you vote for Hitler or would you vote for Stalin? And I think we are almost getting to that point in our political process where things have become so polarized that we might as well be voting for Hitler and Stalin because each candidate that we're getting an opportunity to vote for has become so polarized to the left or so polarized to the right that both have become devils in their own right. Um, And, you know, how anybody can be happy voting for Hitler or, or how anybody can be happy voting for Stalin would boggle my mind just in the same way as i don't see how anybody could possibly be happy voting for trump or how anybody could possibly be happy voting for biden so who would you vote for though if if that were the if that were the option if that were the option on on the ballot but i can tell you what <laughs> Whoever you would vote for, and please don't tell me your opinion of who you would vote for between Joseph Stalin or Adolf Hitler. Like, keep that one on the wraps. Don't, don't, don't lose your job over saying, "Well, I would vote for Hitler" or "I would vote for Stalin." Like, <laughs> I don't want cancel culture to come after you, my friend. Um, but who would you vote for? And and I can't help but wonder if if Hitler or Stalin appeared on the ballot, how much people on the left or how much people on the right in the church even, would get so bent out of shape and saying, well, obviously, yes, Jesus would vote for Hitler or Jesus would vote for Stalin. The choice is clear. This is obvious who they would vote for. They would moralize uh, the decision to vote for either candidate and they would consider as enemies and anathemize those who voted for the other candidate. And they would say, well, Jesus obviously has... So-and-so's back. Jesus is obviously backing Hitler. Or Jesus is obviously backing Stalin. And people would get warped, and people would lose their ever-loving mind within the church, I believe. And trying to throw their support behind Hitler or Stalin, depending on which way the political winds were blowing within the church. And I would simply be the guy waving over here with my flag saying, I would vote for neither. And that's kind of where I am, especially, you know, a tagline of this podcast is that I consider myself politically homeless. And increasingly, as, as, as this country, you know, moves further to the left and further to the right and more increasingly polarized and, and our candidates for the elections become increasingly controversial, I'm sitting here thinking, why should I even vote in this system? Because I feel like voting for either is a a really bad choice. And I would sleep better at night knowing that I didn't vote for either of these two jackals. But if we were in that situation, there would be fierce debate and division in the church, even as there is now. And... That makes me really depressed at the end of the day. And I don't think that we should vote just for the sake of voting. That we should vote just simply out of some sort of sense of civic virtue or that it's our duty as Americans to vote regardless of how bad the choice is. Because at the end of the day, in our country, we live in a country where we have a democratic notions of government representative forms of government, and whoever we ultimately vote for, being that the the, the entire concept behind a democratic election is that uh, we live in a country in which power resides with the people, and that people get to make their voice heard and to defer their power to duly elected representatives that represent that power and that choice. And I can't help but wonder, why would I want to give my power to either of these guys? If, 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 if our form of government is self-representing, is self-representing and we, power resides with the people, then I don't want to give my power to Hitler. I don't want to give my power to Stalin. I'd rather just keep my power to myself. And... Because the idea of giving it to either of those two guys, even if I have to hold my nose in order to vote, I'm just like, no, neither of these candidates represents me. They don't represent what I believe as a Christian. They don't represent my values. They don't represent my temperament. And as such, I don't know that I want to compromise my witness. I don't know that I want to participate in voting for... Individuals who are so unlike me and who don't believe what I believe and don't act the way that I act I just can't imagine giving any of them my power And I'm not just gonna vote out of a sense of some sort of duty to vote Because my power is my power and nobody can compel it and pry it from my hands Um, so So instead of just giving my power to some politician, maybe I should just concentrate on letting my power reside with the Lord. Let's give Jesus my vote. I'm pretty sure Jesus would vote for Jesus. (laughs) Right? So why should I go ahead and have to give my vote to somebody that's not him? I almost feel like they need to have a really good reason to compel me to use my power to vote To give them the power that I have To make a difference in this world And if uh, They don't represent me Then I'm not going to empower any of these jackals I'm not going to give them my money I'm not going to press their name on a ballot Um, And I'm not going to champion their causes I'm not going to sign their petitions um, Or any of that sort of stuff So as I sit here and think who would Jesus vote for if Jesus could vote? I just feel like you know, looking at the options and looking who's running and looking at how the issues bes- that each party claims to represent are are just such a hodgepodge and mishmash of 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 uh, issues that have no centralizing ethic or theme behind them. Um, that they're just whatever flavor of the month uh, political issue that that party has decided to get behind because they think it's their best chance at getting power, I just can't help but think, you know, I'm not going to give either of you my power because you're just going to do nothing but abuse it. So maybe I'm just not going to vote for you. So whether you would vote at all and you think Jesus would vote at all, I think it's ultimately an issue of Christian liberty. And I do think it's interesting, by the way, that for those of you who are unaware, that there are large segments of the Christian population and tradition that don't vote. If you look to the Anabaptist tradition within uh, the Christian church, um, the Anabaptists have largely been individuals over the years who more or less don't vote. And they all have their reasons for not voting. Some of them, I think, are almost too super spiritual to vote. Um, And I'm not so sure that I would take everything they say you know, 100% seriously when it comes to the notions of why they don't vote. But, with that said, I think even with such notions, even if they're a little too spiritualized for my taste, at the end of the day, I can't help, you know, their argument might not be 100% kosher and theologically correct, but the spirit at which they are operating with and the mindset that they embrace... Maybe that is really the mindset of Jesus. And maybe we can sit there and think, you know, we may lack chapter or verse. We may lack the ability to form a coherent theology as to why we should or should not vote and be involved in the political processes. But whatever that is, even if we can't, you know, dot every I and cross every T, maybe, just maybe, We could sit there and think, would Jesus vote? And almost just kind of sit there and feel whatever we feel like the Holy Spirit is directing us. And for all I know, the Spirit is going to encourage you to vote and be engaged in the civic process. But at the same time, the same Holy Spirit may encourage other people not to vote and not to be engaged in the civic process. And I don't see that as a contradiction. I just see that as a matter of Christian liberty and that the wisdom of God may direct one man to do one thing and the wisdom of God may direct one man to do another. And that it's going to depend on the, the circumstances of which people are guided by. But I think at the end of the day, whoever we vote for, if we vote, We should not be some sort of one-issue voter. We should not be somebody who just gets caught up in the political process, somebody who just falls in love with a certain politician. But we should be people who say, well, if I'm going to give my vote to somebody, I'm not going to give my vote to somebody I have to hold my nose to vote for. I'm ultimately going to vote for somebody who best represents me. Maybe not perfectly. Very imperfectly, for sure. You'll never find somebody you a 100% agree with. But even if you do that, you know, pause and reflect. Who would I really vote for and why? Why are you voting for so-and-so? Are you voting for them because they've become something of an idol to you? And I think the truth of the matter is that for many Christians, and I think we saw this in as in the evangelical circles on the uh, in 2016 and 2020, That politics has become something of an idol. And I think because of it, it perhaps would be a sin for a lot of Christians to vote. Because they can't vote without getting caught up in the hullabaloo. They can't vote without getting caught up in lies and misinformation. They can't vote without getting caught up in the spirit of this age and entering into the same games that the rest of the world is playing as they all just ultimately thirst for power. And I think that connection that politics has and voting has with the idea of power is something that we as Christians should seriously reflect on and consider with whether or not we're going to vote because how we use our power how we yield it to others is a potentially very dangerous thing. And I don't know if all of us have the wisdom necessary to use that power in a responsible way without that power corrupting us. Because as the saying goes, that power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And I can't help but wonder, as, as Christians put. Politi- you know getting involved in politics how much the power that we have and the power that we can give others doesn't corrupt something of us doesn't corrupt our witness doesn't corrupt our gospel um so if you can vote without the 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 rings of power <laughs> if i can you know get some lord of the rings in here if you can vote without the rings of power corrupting you, you know, do so with great Christian liberty and con- freedom of conscience. But I can't help but wonder if, if you were to be honest with yourself, if you were to search your heart, if you were to pray, if you were to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you, can you vote without that power corrupting you? Can you vote without that power corrupting your witness? And maybe, just maybe, there's something more important than the next election. Even though every election is billed as the most important election of our lifetime. Which, frankly, just is not true. Um, In fact, I would say the 2024 election is probably going to be one of the least important elections of our lifetime. But you're going to hear it completely opposite. (laughs) And some of you are definitely thinking the opposite. Um... But I just can't help but wonder, can we participate in it without becoming corrupted? So who would Jesus vote for? I don't know. I feel like he wouldn't. I just, I close my eyes, I think about the scriptures, I pray on it. And I just can't help but feel Jesus would vote for none of the above. He would just be detached from it. And he really wouldn't care one way or the other about who you voted for. But I think he would care about the why. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, Jimmy's Table.com, episode 191, Who Would Jesus Vote For? If you've enjoyed this podcast, please go leave a glowing five-star review at all your favorite places that you leave five-star reviews at whether it's Apple, Spotify, or whatever means you happen to listen to this podcast. If you haven't had the opportunity to subscribe yet, go to Jimmy'sTable.com slash subscribe and find your favorite way to subscribe. And if you'd like to email me and get in touch and talk about this topic further, email me Jimmy at Jimmy'sTable.com. Everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey at Jimmy'sTable.com where I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. I hope I've given you something to think about today. Take care, everybody. God bless, have a good one, and vote however Jesus would vote. That's all I have to say about that. That's so right on, man. You said it all.